When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tallest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. Hello and welcome to The Spark Parade, where I geek out with artists and entertainers about the cultural works that have most inspired them. I'm Adam Unz at Spark Parade on all social media. Thanks so much for joining me. Coming up a little later on, you'll hear my chat with musician Claude about their love for everyone's favorite Comedy Central sitcom, Broad City. It's a fun little discussion about a show that I really love, so you're in for a treat. Uh, it's been another week of too much snow here in New York City, and um, now we're forecast to get more of the same. Controversial opinion here, but no thanks to winter, at least this year. You know, we're already unable to do almost anything, and winter is just a bridge too far. So uh, I'd like to propose some changes. Uh, change A, let's skip right through to spring this year. Don't think we need winter at all. And uh, B, let's just knock this whole pandemic thing on the head. You know, we've given the idea of having a global pandemic a try, and it is clearly not working out. So let's just get everyone in the world vaccinated by the end of this week so we can all just go back to normal. Does that sound like a plan? <laughs> I am so over it. Anyway, let's distract ourselves with a fun conversation. Quick Claude Facts. Chicago-born, New York-residing musician Claude Mintz is the first signing to Phoebe Bridger's label Saddest Factory, and Claude's terrific full-length debut, Super Monster, is its inaugural release. Claude's dreamy, melancholic pop candidly addresses a broad spectrum of issues that face young people, including isolation, unrequited love, and unsuccessful relationships. Super Monster will be released this Friday, February 12th. Quick Broad City Facts. Broad City is a sitcom created by and starring Alana Glazer and Abby Jacobson. It was developed from their independent web series of the same name. The sitcom, like the web series, is based on Glazer and Jacobson's real-life friendship and their attempt to make it in New York. The sitcom premiered on Comedy Central in January of 2014 and aired for five seasons. Okay, now that you're up to speed with all the background info, let's get down to business. Here comes my chat with Claude about Broad City. Um, so, Broad City. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you remember um, how you found out about it or when, when you first started watching it? Um, I think I first started watching it when I was a freshman in college. Hmm. Um, and I was in upstate New York and my friends and I like dreamt of moving to the city. <laughs> and so like cliche art kids we started watching broad city 
Yeah. Um, it is like this at the same time, very realistic and very idealized version of living in New York, I think. Yeah. Um, are you, where, where are you now? Um, I live in New York, but I've been in LA for, for just like a couple months, but I live in New York still. Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I can imagine like, I think more than any, you know, there are a lot of kind of zeitgeisty New York shows like whatever, Sex and the City and Mm -hmm. Girls and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think Broad City is is so much closer to the reality of living in New York and, um, you know, the kind of hijinks that you get up to and the things that just kind of randomly happen to you the way that, like, there's craziness all around you and you see all of these random, hilarious things happening. Mm-hmm. And it's somewhat heightened in the show, but the I think for people who live here especially – seeing all of that crazy stuff and knowing that it's real. It's like things like that happen all the time. Um, yeah. Uh, so, but like what, what else about it? Uh, what, what, what it kind of drew you to it outside of just wanting to move to the city? Um, I think there were a few things. I think I've been, I've watched the show at like a few different points in my life, I think. Um, and I, I like watching TV a lot and I and I I really pay attention closely to like the writing. Mm-hmm. And like the first time I watched Broad City, I was like, this is the great sh- show greatest show ever. There's no problems with it. It's hilarious. I love it. Like and I especially really, really liked how they like made like Alana's character, like her being queer was just such like like it just wasn't a plot point. It didn't have to be. It was, like, really, like, I just really liked the way that, like, I, because I feel like in a lot of TV shows, like, being, like, if a character's gay, it's, like, their whole thing. Mm-hmm. And that just, like, wasn't the case with them, with this show. And I really liked that about the show. And then, like, as I, you know, got a little bit older and kept watching it, like, I did notice, like, a lot of just, like, like, I think, like, the most important thing, or, like, the most, I think they, they corrected themselves, actually, like, in an episode, like, so, like, somebody called, like, Alana out in the episode, so she, like, had to address it, but she tried to, like, coin the term, like, Yas Queen, which, Mm -hmm. like, just wasn't hers to, to, like, say or, like, claim, Mm-hmm. Um, and then they like literally corrected them. So like the show like went and like addressed it and corrected themselves, but you know, it still probably did a lot more damage than just like a quick correction could fix. Yeah. 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 And I've, I listened to, um, an interview with Alana Glazer recently and she was talking about that specifically about how, um, especially when that episode where she's like babysitting that kid and Mm -hmm. uh you know taking them all around the city and stuff that that really shifted the focus of that phrase on to them Mm -hmm. for at least you know for people who'd never heard it before yeah uh saying that she still feels like she wants to make a point constantly of correcting that and not Mm -hmm. taking um uh credit for it 
Mm-hmm. And I guess there's there's some parallels, um, not to keep harping on about girls and other TV shows that aren't the one we're talking about, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, the way that Lena Dun- the, the criticism that Lena Dunham received for girls kind of having this very white version of Brooklyn and mm-hmm. um, a version of Brooklyn that's for people who come from money or just are, you know, a, a, of a certain... Um, socioeconomic background yeah and i think her reaction to criticism is much more defensive and abby and alana for all the mistakes that they've made like i just re rewatched the whole thing coincidentally during quarantine oh, really? and um there are a few little problematic things throughout it kind of peppered through yeah and i think as the show went on they were able to course correct a little bit but also um abby and alana seem like the kind of people who are uh, much more concerned about making sure that they correct their mistakes and taking responsibility for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely, they're definitely good at that. And that's definitely important. Um, but it is so weird to think about like how much, like how like easily that flew in like 2015 even. Mm-hmm. And that was only like five years ago. Yeah. Um, and like, I guess sort of like how far television has come. Yeah. But still not even that far. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it's a weird to me that it's a show that in some ways is super progressive. And like you said, you know, dealing with Abby's queerness is kind of a non-issue. It's just like integrated really seamlessly into the plot. And it's not like a very special episode of Broad City. You know, it's just like she starts dating a woman and um, Mm -hmm. it's talked about, but it's in this way that's just like another part of their relationship with each other. It's not um, Mm -hmm. singled out as like this thing that needs to be, uh, you know, have uh, a spotlight on it. Exactly. So having that, but then also having these kind of problematic areas, I think there's some stuff about trans people as well that was a bit like, ugh. Um, Mm -hmm. And... Uh, yeah, it's interesting to me that, you know, I guess it's just nobody's perfect and people, uh, learn and progress and all of that stuff too. I think like the, that like season where Abby started dating the doctor, mm-hmm. I think, was she dating Clea Duvall? Yeah. Yeah. That was really iconic, but mm-hmm. I, I, I really thought it was like super, like Alana's reaction to it was like super <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Mm-hmm. And she was like, almost like heartbroken and crushed that it wasn't this huge deal, yeah. you know? Um, and I feel like when people like, and I like totally like understood where she was coming from because a lot of like, at least for me and like I related to Bolana's character in that instance because like when you're so like confident in your sexuality, like that takes a lot of time and like nurturing, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, a lot of, like, having to be, like, outspoken and 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 almost overly proud just to, like, make everybody else around you comfortable and to, like, make yourself more comfortable. And, like, and when, when Abby was just like, yeah, I'm just going to, like, date a woman and, like, see how it goes, Alana was like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And I, I really liked that. Yeah. And also, like not freaking out or not 
you know, thinking this it's this huge bombshell because she's queer, but mm-hmm. thinking it's a huge bombshell because she doesn't want to date her. <laughs> you exactly. Know? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It's, that was uh, so good. Yeah. Yeah. Totally amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I felt that like uh, the the way that I feel about being a New Yorker, about being a queer person, um, all of those kinds of things felt most of the time like they did a, a very sensitive job of integrating all of that stuff into into the plot. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think in a lot of movies and TV shows, it's getting a little bit better. But when there is a queer character who either comes out or people learn that they're queer, that it has to be addressed as this big thing. There has to be like mm-hmm. some huge coming out story and it has to be yeah. um, dealt, dealt with in that way that it can't just be as seamlessly integrated into the plot. And so having it be, mm-hmm. uh, that you know, having the balance between it being a non-issue and recognizing that, you know, it's something that would be talked about. Um, mm-hmm. I think they did a pretty good job of, uh, of, you know, maintaining that balance. Me too. Totally. Yeah. Um, do you find uh, like other things familiar about the experience of living in New York in that show? Um, yes and no. I think, um, I always thought like, cause I'm from the Midwest Mm. and I always, and I have friends who like live in New York, um, who are from the East coast and like have the option to just like drive home or like take the train to their parents' house, like, when they when they want to. Right. Um, and I always found, like, that way of living in New York, like, pretty fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, like, a big part of the show I feel like I didn't relate to, was that, like, their family was also in New York. Right. Um, and a part of me, like, kind of wishes that, like, maybe one of them was, like, from the West Coast or, like, Louisiana or like somewhere really random because I think coming into New York as like somebody who's just like really really not from there mm-hmm. is like a totally different perspective yeah um and but yeah and then another thing that I really like about the show is like the the animation mm-hmm. element like the the theme like the intro and like that episode where they like took shrooms and turned into like cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really loved that. Yeah. Me too. And just being able to take some risks with the structure and um, yeah, lots of like creative, innovative ways of making TV. Um, Yeah. I really like that too. Mm -hmm. But also I I think um, that point of, having like a singular perspective you know there's some supporting characters like Jaime or or people like that who Mm -hmm. um are not originally from the city but also that's a different perspective because he's an immigrant and Mm -hmm. um yeah uh it may be having one of the two lead characters come from a slightly different background would have been um another step towards uh you know true true representation for uh, a lot of uh different people or like um, diving into Hame's character a bit more yeah because he yeah. was like such a side character right um they only like showed him when he was like in a supporting scene with like mm-hmm. abby and alana 
Um, yeah. But, like, have you heard about the music on that show, on Broad City? The, like, the theme song or the uh, soundtrack? Well, apparently, like, there's, like, moments in the show where the background music is just, like, Abby and Alana, like, singing some, like, made-up song. (laughs) And, like, you can't really tell, but they just did that, like, for sync purposes, I think. Oh, my God. I read that somewhere. I'll have to fact check it. But I remember reading that and being like, oh, my God, that's, like, brilliant. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. And I, you know, I think coming from, you know, developing from a web series, Mm -hmm. probably a lot of that, you know, lo-fi, like homemade aesthetic comes into it um, Mm -hmm. for a variety of reasons. Like, you know, not having to license expensive music, but also just doing things their own way and Mm -hmm. having as much of themselves involved in it as possible. Yeah. And I'm also like obsessed that it came from a web series because I feel like everybody's like, oh my God, like me and my friends are so funny. We need to have a show. And then they they actually got a show. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, you know, they started at, uh, UCB, um, that the upright citizens brigade, which is like an improv theater and they have classes and, um, it was founded by Amy Poehler and I love Amy Poehler. Same. Yeah. Um, and Amy Poehler, you know, executive produced Broad City and mm-hmm. was involved in, in all of that. And I took some classes at UCB and everybody there is just like has in their mind that they're going to have the same career trajectory. And it's like, yeah, we just take these classes and then we do a web series and then Amy Poehler finds us and then we are famous. Whoa. Like easy. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That always happens, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, she's done it so many times. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, nonstop. Amy Poehler's um, awesome. I, I read her book when I was like 15 or 16. Yeah, yeah, she's great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, also I think another thing that I really like about it is just the not, uh, dynamics of their friendship uh, across mm-hmm. the board and especially – not to uh, be too spoiler-tastic, but the the last few episodes of the show, the way that it all kind of comes together, mm-hmm. um, felt like a really nice way to celebrate that friendship between these two people. Yeah, I I agree. I I cry every time I rewatch the last episode. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. it just like reminds me of me and like my friends and and like I don't live in the same city as like a lot of my close close friends anymore Mm -hmm. just because of like touring and honestly like covid has separated a lot of people and yeah um yeah it's just like it 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 it, it emphasizes like how much more special like all the other times were because they were in the same place yeah you know we need to put like a spoiler alert yeah 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 i will i always (laughs) do i i i think uh, when, you know, you're talking about something that's completed and, uh, it's been out there for a while, uh, you know, mm. I'll give the spoiler warning, but, um, mm. <laughs> you know, people have had plenty of time. It's been yeah. done for a year and a half. Like yeah. if you haven't finished watching it, get to it, especially <laughs> this year when like, what else is anybody doing besides watching TV? Exactly. Um, yeah. But that, that feeling of like, having this super best friend or having a group of really close friends and you know just life takes you in different directions from people Mm -hmm. and 
um, also rewatching the series, kind of knowing how it ends, seeing the way that Abby relates to the city compared to the way that Alana relates to it and Mm -hmm. kind of seeing the signs that Abby might not want to be there forever. Mm -hmm. Um, So I thought it was a really smart way to kind of take all of those little, you know, doubts that were showing the cracks appearing and Mm -hmm. turn them into this thing that it's like, no, she is ready to leave and she, you know, wants to kind of make her own way. Um, Totally. Yeah. Um, And that, especially the like last two episodes, like the one where they're standing on the Brooklyn bridge and crying and saying goodbye to each other. It's just like, Oh yeah. That, that one hurt. Yeah. (laughs) Like a knife in the heart. (sighs) Um, yeah. Uh, I think all of those things, like the stuff about friendship and about the having New York as a kind of a third lead character in the story. Mm -hmm. And, um, just the humor that, uh, the kind of silly weirdness, all of the kind of supporting characters, like the people at the gym where Abby works and mm-hmm. Bevers and, yeah. um, all of those people, like such a great array of weird, funny, uh, personalities. Totally. I loved, I loved the people at the gym Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were so ridiculous yeah the guy who plays trey mm-hmm. wrote a lot of it too and oh, really? directed a lot of the episodes yeah yeah um that's awesome i didn't know that yeah and uh darcy carden who's you know went on to the good place um mm-hmm. was uh, a big part of that too cool um yeah all, all of those uh random little funny characters and like uh Hannibal Burris and and people like that um, as supporting cast, that Mm -hmm. whole ensemble feeling, even though it's very clear that there are two leads Mm -hmm. um, still having this like really strong supporting cast. That's also really hilarious. Um, Totally. Totally. Hannibal is so good in that show. I know. Yeah. He's uh, I, I feel like, you know, he was already famous before he started being on that show but i think mm-hmm. um i don't know if that's something like one of the things that he's best known for now outside of stand-up but mm-hmm. um yeah he was an, an incredible character mm-hmm. um i feel very satisfied um cool do you feel good <laughs> yeah we definitely yeah. covered a lot of broad city <laughs> yes yeah indeed i actually ran or i was like walking down sunset the other day in LA and I saw Alana just like sitting there <laughs> and I was like how do I like tell her that I'm about to talk about her in a podcast and then I just I just kept walking I just walked straight past her <laughs> yeah I, I feel like she is the kind of person who would be pretty receptive to it but I don't know time, it's also it's like true. COVID like I'm not gonna mm. go up to a stranger yeah you know yeah yeah oh, that would be so weird yeah, you probably made the right decision. I'm sure yeah. she listens to this podcast religiously, so it's uh, she'll <laughs> she'll hear, she'll know, she'll hear it. Yes, yeah, definitely. Um, great, thank you so much. This was so cool. much fun. All cool. right, take care. All right, thanks. Yeah, bye. Thanks again to Claude for chatting with me. Uh, once again, their debut album, Super Monster, is out this Friday. It is such a great record. I really, really love it, and I think you will too. In fact, 
It's my inspirational artwork of the week. Uh, Claude strikes this perfect balance between catchy, poppy melodies and thoughtful, introspective lyrics. They are also a fine artist, and they created their album cover, too, which is pretty cool. Um, If you want an entry point to the album, the single Gold is one of my favorites. Total earworm. I haven't been able to get it out of my head for months. So give that a little listen now, and then you can listen to the whole album on Friday. Yay! So that's it for this episode, but that is not it for this week, because this is a two-episode week. I'm spoiling you. There will be another episode out this Friday plopped right into your podcast feed. That's assuming that you've subscribed to the Spark Parade, which you have, right? If not, do it right now. All right. That's it for this one. Back with you on Friday with a special bonus episode. For now, be good, eat your vegetables. And until Friday, bye. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.